welcome to the Natty's Podcast. My name is Jared Grunewigen, and I am once again joined by Andrew Durham. What up? How's it going, Andrew? Fantastic. I can't, uh, I'm loving my Thai BA. You trying that out on Tabletop Simulator already? Of course, because I couldn't wait any longer. Uh, especially since uh, Barnes & Noble already got their wave six Boo. it's kind of hurting being here in canada and not having access bad barnes and noble bad apparently devin had posted that some locations did we're gonna have it sooner i don't know where in ontario well welcome everybody to the first episode for 2020 this is episode 18 and now for something a little different uh today you have heard his voice now we are joined by a special guest jean marc out of ottawa How's it going? Bonjour, Jean-Marc. <laughs> Jean-Marc, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you got into X-Wing? Um, I am in Ottawa, uh, Ontario. I've been playing X-Wing since 2015 or so, so around wave six of uh, the first edition of X-Wing. Uh, how I got in, I had a I have a regular gaming group, and uh, one of the guys there actually started buying the Rebel Faction stuff uh, in order to integrate it into our role-playing games. And then uh, uh, I saw the miniatures, I was like, what is this? And I, I love Star Wars, so I uh, inquired, and then I bought some of the Imperial stuff at the time, and uh, I uh, played... Uh, at home, I started with the uh, around, around the time the Hero Turret Cluster stuff came out. So I did that at home and played with my buddy a bit. And then finally I dove in and I went to an event at the Wizard's Tower in the west end of Ottawa. And uh, since then I've been playing, uh, I guess, every as much as I could. And back then I had no kids, so I was uh, playing two or three times a week. Um, and then he got out of the game, and then he sold me all his Rebel stuff at a discount. Oh, the golden years. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then, then and I already at that point, I had pretty much all the ships because he sold me all his Rebel stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So since then, I've been just into the game, uh, keeping up with the waves, uh, playing as much as I could. And in 2016, I had a house fire, and uh, my uh, little baby boy was born, so uh, everything uh, since then has been uh, toned down as far as playing events. I keep up with the waves, I have my display case with all my nice ships, uh, I, uh, I save my uh, gaming credits for larger events, so I try to hit uh, um, regionals, uh, nationals, I went to Worlds uh, this year, or last year. Um, and I go to uh, Montreal, uh, I guess the regional Montreal, and I try to do the uh, Millennium Condor, uh, Alpha Condor event uh, in the Quebec side as well. So uh, my favorite faction is, I think, Scum. Uh, Scum is the one I like. I always like the, the jank, the, the dirty uh, dirty play, the <clears throat> all that kind of stuff uh, is my style of play. Uh, surprise your opponent with a, a rig cargo shoot that they forgot you had or something like that. That's really my kind of game. Um, I can't say I've been playing it a lot of it. Uh, competitively, when I do hit the big events, I try to play what I'm comfortable with. Uh, it was mostly Republic for the past year or so, but they've all been parked. Uh, all the Republic stuff's been parked since Worlds, and I've been experimenting with, uh, especially with the points change. I've been just uh, experimenting with all sorts of stuff, uh, theory crafting as much as I can, uh, not to set any faction or or a ship. 
so that's pretty much me. Uh, here in Ottawa, I run the local league, uh, the Bytown Smugglers. Uh, this year was actually probably one of the most successful seasons. Uh, I think we had 16 or 17 active uh, players, which is uh, which is great for us. Uh, we uh, I tried to make things a bit different. Uh, I held uh, during the season uh, two. I mean for three, but I had two uh, weeknight events just to get games in because I can only it's mostly also for me because I can only go out so many times uh, to play so I try to line up uh, nights that a lot of people are there so I can play two or three games to get those to count towards the league uh, and the league is encouraged to be casual play play the format you want um, the only rule is that you can't if you win uh, a game you can't reuse the unique pilots you had in that list so it encourages people to uh to shuffle around and uh, try different pilots, different ships. So it's different from like the the Toronto prototype league in that you don't. It's not just a one time go. It's only if you win that you can't fly it again. Yeah, exactly. Only if you win. Um, we 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 uh, copy our cousins in Toronto a lot. Uh, that's uh, where we first got the idea. Uh, I think it was back in season two we started doing that, uh, limiting uh, the uh, just to encourage people to use different ships. And yep. then it sort of became uh, this season. I said, that, you know, if if you want to play Darth Vader and you keep losing, we'll keep keep losing, keep playing Darth Vader. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's good too, just for um, probably inclusion, because I know there are people that don't have enough to fly. You know, absolutely nine games yeah. of all different ships, yeah. all different pilots, right? Like, there's some people that are that are. Uh, I mean, a lot of people these days do have enough. Most people probably do have enough, but there's a lot of people that are just getting into into the game of X-Wing, want to participate in those types of things, but like, hey, I, I just, you know, I like the Empire, I like the, the TIE Fighters, so I have two TIE Fighters, and I picked up a Lambda from somebody, and I bought a Darth Vader, and uh, this is what I have right now. And so it's cool to not then be like forcing those people out because they don't have enough pilots. So no, we and need when, to praise those people. Congratulations on finding yourself a lambda. That's very difficult at this time of it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're and they're not going to reprint any for a while. Uh, they're a rare, elusive breed, like a legendary Pokemon out there. So. Yeah, I don't know if it's as rare as the the gunboats, but uh, ooh, those are very, very rare. Yeah, extra, extra rare. But uh, in the league, like I say, there's a few people. Uh, that just go overboard with the quantities of ship that uh, they have in their storage and any new player obviously we always uh, offer that if you first well first number uh, one of the number one rules is proxies are allowed so if you don't have uh, the pilot or the upgrade you can just have a sticky note or uh, write down what it is and then uh, have a reference somewhere to know what it is so people know (laughs) that you're not uh, making stuff up but uh, we encourage uh, proxies just to be able to, to, to mix it up. And again, uh, people have so many ships and so many upgrade cards that, uh, you know, if you want to borrow, uh, if they want to borrow uh, a legitimate card, uh, they can uh, just ask and we'll bring it. These are yeah. my super torpedoes. They shoot range one to three and have seven red dice. Har- har- harpoon, second edition harpoon torpedoes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the feel good missiles. Uh, <laughs> so what does uh what do you guys do in ottawa to try and encourage new players um 
I think word of mouth. Uh, and I think uh, it's known, or a lot of people say that the majority of the X Men sales go to kitchen table players, people who play at home. Uh, like I say, I mentioned there are about uh, sixteen or seventeen uh, people in the Python Smugglers Smugglers uh, League this year. But uh, I'm sure there's uh, three or four times that amount of people that just buy the ships uh, either because they like Star Wars or like the miniature, but they play at home uh, as like any other board game. So uh, it's to get the word out to them. So have an active uh, active Facebook group uh, is a good way. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, before we start recording, we have a local store, uh, Red Dragon in Orleans, that they're uh, very eager to get business. So I'm sure that uh, they, you know, they have the product uh, front and center uh, in display. So uh, you know, people come in and they can ask you, well, "What is this?" And there's also the fact that uh, we have uh, we- weekly nights in these stores across town. You know. Oftentimes we were playing last week, uh, the Friday night, and uh, a couple of the Magic players just came and stood by for a few minutes and looked at our game and, you know, well, what is this? Well, obviously it's Star Wars. They see it's Star Wars, but, you know, tell them, well, it's X-Wing, and uh, they see it's a simple game to pick up. Um, hmm. There's also uh, a lot of people that have... Uh, the game is easy enough for younger kids to, to play. Um, uh, so we had some... Uh, we had one... Uh, kid uh, locally Arthur he started playing when he was six um, I think they left the game when 2.0 came out but he's coming back into the game and I think uh, uh, his brother also as well are coming uh, to play so I think we're going to see him uh, in the next season um, things uh, if things go well with them then they'll uh, they'll come out so you know get the, the kids to come out too and you know it, uh, people see that the, the game is for anybody any age um, yeah so being being active and uh, getting the store the stores to to promote their product, uh, make it you know don't tuck it in a corner, uh, helps. Yeah, the magic players I always find uh, really love standing by and taking a quick glance at the game and wondering about it. And when they hear about the cost difference, they seem to usually enjoy that idea. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the, anyway, for for a miniatures game too, uh, X Wing, uh, you know, fully painted the miniature uh, for uh, twenty bucks, ready to go. Uh, I think uh, Warhammer players, uh, if the, a lot of them are, don't know how, how much uh, cheaper it is for to play X-Wing. <laughs> Pre- yeah, we were playing X-Wing the other day, and the guy uh, across, like, on, the, on a different table was playing Warhammer and was like, so how much did your, uh, did your list cost you? And we were like, uh, I think, like, I think this cost me, like, two hundred dollars to put all this on the table maybe and he was like are you kidding it cost me 300 for this one miniature like this one tank that i have the funny thing about warhammer too i find sometimes that uh it's like it's like buying a car as soon as you take it off the lot it drops in price substantially you can usually resell x-wing for a pretty decent price but when it comes to reselling at warhammer sometimes you're scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah, and they don't. We are also not factoring uh, the time. Uh, these guys also have to paint their stuff, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure some events have rules where your squad has to match, and they have to paint them. You can't just show up with a bunch of gray miniatures uh, to play some of the, these events. Uh, I'm glad X Wing doesn't have that because uh, uh, I wouldn't be there. <laughs> well, and I think they, uh, from what I've heard, a lot of them too have stuff like. Uh, it, it it has to look exactly like what it does, so you can't have an axe guy that's got like a two two sided axe, because he's only a single sided axe guy. Where like a lot of people can, if they do like doing the painting and the modding, they can 
kind of do whatever you want. As long as the falcon, you can tell that it's a falcon on the table. Sure. Yeah. You want to put a big, big gun on it? Cool. Let's go with can it. Can I make it an actual bird? Like an actual falcon? Do you think that would fly? You can always try. All the puns. All the puns intended. <laughs> Well, I think there is, uh, at Worlds, it was, uh, is it Rasta was there, and I don't know if you've seen his work, uh, crazy, crazy mods, uh, real talented guy, and, uh, again, you're looking at Chip, and it's, he's mashing, like, the Falcon and, uh, like, a Decimator, and it's, it could be either or, but it's just really amazing stuff, and, again, he's always says, I always have to ask my opponent if he's okay with me playing these ships before we start playing because uh, he can see that some could get confused, but uh, I think it's a courtesy thing too to, to ask. But that'd be, uh, if I come up against him, I'd be like, sure, man, take out the weirdest crap you got and I'll uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm glad I went to, to, to the Worlds and I had the, the whole experience. I know I won't be able to do that experience for, for quite a while. So, uh, no, it was really fun to have such a, a great group of guys. Yeah, that was a blast, man. That was like the best X-Wing experience that I think I've ever had. I think a lot of people feel the same. Yeah, it was uh, over, like, just uh, the, the, the quality of play, but the amount of, like, all the side events, too. It's a shame they didn't have the epic stuff available there, uh, but they still made it pretty good with uh, the side events there uh, they had. So, mm-hmm. you know, had a great time. You know, we I did Jed Con a couple of times, and I'm lining up again this year to go. Uh, but Gen Con, there's just so much other stuff I want to do. Uh, X-Wing is, uh, you know, I'll dedicate one day to it, but uh, this was just like three, four days of all X-Wing. It was uh, pretty good, and I, I still like the game. I wasn't tired of it at the end. Yeah, that's really, you, you like live on the hype uh, for the whole time, right, that you do do these kind of big events, and it doesn't even feel that draining, uh, more than the fact of just phys- physically draining uh, for being they like, go 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 all that time right yeah but it doesn't from, uh, feel like yeah it doesn't feel like oh my goodness I can't possibly ever touch this game of X-Wing before it's not like that it's not like that at all no no and uh, like I say me I was flying Republic for several months before Worlds and I knew that after the Worlds I was parking it so even if I was tired well I was just tired of the ships I was flying you just change it up mm-hmm. and then I started taking out uh, you know Rebelists and Imperialists and it, it, uh, it changes the game. So, 100%. And like I said, I was telling Jared uh, earlier, I've been playing a bit of Epic uh, since it came out, the huge ships, and I, I love that format. And uh, I think, uh, uh, anyways, I think people should play it more. <laughs> Epic is a ton of fun. I know that in our intermittent bit between uh, the next wave coming out, because we did have kind of like a lull and between the new points and the next wave, like it still hasn't actually even made it out yet. Uh, that there wasn't too much going on, but the epic stuff did come out, and getting in on that some of the epic stuff was so much fun. I don't know, like, I haven't really played the scenarios, but uh, the I've heard like mixed results from them. But playing the just like skirmishes and stuff like that between friends, you know, get four people down, you play a game. Like we were doing 500 points each, and each team had to have one epic ship. And the, between the two people, you made 250 points each, and then brought it. It was a blast. Yeah, that's actually what I was uh, I was going for. So Saturday is our end of season event, uh, open to everybody, and uh, I made a poll uh, on our uh, our website, and it was going to be a, a team event. Uh, there was a somewhat popular uh, to have a team event so I was hoping to get exactly what you were saying uh, two people come in with 250 points each with a huge ship 
and then we would uh, do that, but uh, it didn't really work out. Uh, I was too uh, too swamped, too busy the last two weeks to organize it, so now we're just going to do a 200-point extended hangar bay instead. But, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, hoping next season to, to push the, the epic play. The epic scenarios are... I, I tell people, you guys come up with formats and then, you know, give us a little bat rep on how I went. You know, make stuff up. I don't care as long as there's a winner and loser for the standings. That's all I care about. So it's uh, it's been working out great. Nice. So do you play a lot of the casual side of X-Wing as well? Uh, as much as I can. <laughs> like I say, I only uh, go out uh, to play, uh, uh, if I'm lucky, uh, twice a month uh, at a store. Um, and I uh, and right now it's pretty much like say dead season between uh, uh, the privy or the whatever they're called now, the regionals and all that stuff the store championship uh, but yeah store champs and primes yeah primes that's it so um all i do uh, is uh i try to line up my book uh i book my uh my x-wing nights a couple weeks in advance and then i uh like just last week or the week before i uh because the new points had just dropped the thursday before i uh made a quick list with uh, dengar and uh is it uh, Assage and a little quad jumper and try to make a little tractor list uh, for fun and uh, like I say the, the guys are all there uh, showed up with jank lists and you know especially with the new points drop uh, some of the guys are a bit excited to, to just try try whatever out uh, anything there's, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, hidden uh, highly efficient ships uh, highly efficient lists that uh, nobody's uh, thought of yet so it's like the best time for X-Wing 2 when you get new points. You're just like, ooh, all yeah. right, some things don't work, some things do, and everybody's messing around with the points. Like, everybody's tr- everybody's new again for a short period of time. Yeah, and uh, that's all, I'm also a big fan of the hyperspace changes. Uh, a lot of people uh, might not uh, share that opinion, but I think it's great, to, you know, if they change it every six months, uh, even the, some of the highly skilled players uh, will have to sort of, you know, sideline or modify their, their lists or uh, sideline their lists and start over. Um, it really uh, pushes, uh, you know, uh, changes things around, which is always good for the for the game. They sort of have to come up with this uh, to, to keep people, you know, buying ships. <laughs> yeah, I am completely there with you. The hyperspace changes this time around were fantastic. I, kudos to FFG because Man, I was thinking that they were in over their head in regards to what they were going to do with hyperspace. And then we got this, and I was like, okay, this is pretty sweet. Uh, Maybe I'll just use my old list. Oh, wait, there's no Quictra. Oh, wait, there's no Afterburners. Uh Aha, all right, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... And I think it was supposed like they had said hyperspace was going to be this, but I think there were a lot of changes for the past year and a bit. So I think they were just holding off on those changes and uh, now it's finally here so uh, it's great uh, I think for the most part we did a necessary ebb and flow through for hyperspace uh, prior to I mean there, the hyperspace was never expected to continue to being what it had just been it was just more so like trying to uh, engage new players and such and, and being able to provide a, a platform for them to play without it being too difficult but now, you know, we're now the more that you do, the more ships came out, right? The more things went from the you start to blur the lines between extended and hyperspace. But now it's it feels like we have our own format. Uh, what about you guys uh, back home? I don't want to 
turn the tables here, really, but do you guys, uh, is it just uh, events? Do you guys just play hyperspace? Do you play extended? Uh... I think, uh, so the, the points change are going to flip everything on its head for me a lot. Before this points change, I didn't really fly a whole lot of extended. Um, not that I don't like some of the stuff in extended, but just because of how prevalent the hyperspace format was competitively um that's what i tended to fly more of um because like i enjoy gunboats although i don't i haven't won with them yet in 2.0 um and i i really like flying whisper and echo but like you can't fly them in hyperspace so i tended to stick more with what was hyperspace legal just to kind of focus the practice and whatnot but now that uh a lot of the events are going to be extended competitively i mean i know that the system open in toronto whenever that will end up being they haven't announced it yet um is going to be hyperspace but a lot of the other stuff will be extended so and with how restrictive hyperspace is now i think i'll be end up uh doing a lot more of the the extended flying so happy I was just got off the phone with work today and, and they were like, uh, we need your schedule, like your heads up for what February is going to look like. I'm like, here's what it is. The only reason why I was holding off is because I don't know exactly what's going on with this system open event that I always play. And they're like, no, no problem. You know, if, if there's an event that comes up, you just take the time off. We'll just find somebody else to cover your shift. I'm like, Perfect. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, work. Thank you. <laughs> But uh, they didn't uh, announce uh, when it would be exactly, like, when exactly, but... Uh, they haven't announced yet, yeah. no. Um, there was rumors of them doing two, I think, but they've now, uh, they've posted on their website there will be one in Canada. Okay. Um, but their website has a list of when a couple of them are, and then it has a list of a couple that they've confirmed. I know the, the guys in Montreal were, were trying hard to, to bring it there, but... Uh... Toronto, is, I think, is the, the natural uh, location for uh, any system opens or larger events. Yeah, it, th- that is the way it goes. And, I, you know, as blasted as it is to, like, live near Toronto and just be like, oh, I can just hop on a train and go over and play, and then, I'm t- uh, then I can come on back. I am totally up for uh, it being in other places throughout Canada if it functions, you know, right? Yeah. Like, if, it, if there's enough people to play and it's a good experience a good venue like you got all you if you if you can hit all the different check boxes then by all means put it somewhere else in canada because i know toronto kind of gets saturated with a lot of different x-wings related such and then a lot of other parts of canada which just checking in there uh canada's pretty big (laughs) so yeah it's nice to we i think everyone in toronto like appreciates it but be open to spread the wealth in the sake that we want Canada to have events, not just Toronto to have events, right? No, they. So their site says the U.S. right now has four confirmed, uh, besides the two that already happened. So February six to nine, they're in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, March twenty fifth to thirtieth, they're at Adepticon. April twenty fourth, twenty seventh, they're at the USS Hornet Museum in California. And then June 17 to 21st, they're at the Origins Game Fair in Ohio. And then they say for international, um, they've got dates for Australia, Paris, France, Hanover, Germany, Lucca, Italy, Tilburg, Netherlands, 
uh, Milton Keynes, UK. And then they have to be determined for Poland, Spain, Sweden, but they don't have anything for Canada yet still. That was funny. Yeah, my 10th uh, wedding anniversary. I'll look over my shoulder here before I start talking about this. My 10th wedding <laughs> anniversary is uh, in May, uh, May 22nd. And I was looking uh, to maybe book a trip to, to Paris because my wife's been over to go to Paris. And then I start looking around and though it was the, the day before that I was looking that they announced that, oh, the system open in Paris is the May 15th. So I was looking at the dates to move up the trip a week to see maybe I could go there. <laughs> but uh, it's not going to pan out. I think we we have uh, other plans uh, in May, but uh, I was like, ah, I don't think I'm even going to ask her to go. <laughs> X-Wing is that one stereotypical thing, which is kind of funny, where it's like you see in all those movies where like the, the men like book like different trips and stuff like that here and there, but then it's like to also intertwine with X-Wing. I know a guy recently had uh, booked a trip to go uh, across Canada out to the Maritimes but it was conveniently that there was also an X-Wing event <laughs> on one of the days. He just told his wife that I'll be gone that day. <laughs> gone that day. Yeah, No, we had uh, one of the Ottawa guys, we went to Quebec for the uh, Alpha Condor uh, uh, Challenger for uh, the, the guys in Quebec. It was his honeymoon and uh, so he was there for four or five days, and one of the days was for the, the X-Wing. So, and his wife was all aboard with that. She said, that's good, uh, go have fun. And uh, I brought my wife along, so my wife and his wife went for, uh, for a shopping day, and it worked out. <laughs> I guess it's a, a safe I, side event. Like, a, 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 There isn't too, too many times that my wife is like, hmm, let's see. You're going to go spend time with other men. You will be playing a game, hobby, nerdy, uh, such and such, pretty safe. You won't get yourself killed. Um, and, uh, yeah, at least you're making your brain work, uh, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my wife is always like, there's a lot of things you could be doing that I wouldn't like, so go ahead, yeah, have fun. Go play with your plastic ships. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but with uh, Canada that has a uh, system open and, uh, I guess, uh, nationals, what do they call now, uh, uh, Grants. Grants, yeah. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't be opposed either if uh, if they send a system open or one or the other out west. I know the guys out in Calgary or even Vancouver, because uh, I think Seattle usually has a system open. I yeah, don't, uh, usually. I don't understand why they couldn't just uh, flip it to, to, to Vancouver. Uh, I'm sure you get a lot of draw from the states there. Yeah, it's unreal that they are, we're looking at four system opens in the States right now, but yet we are not even a date for one in all of Canada. And we were the third most represented uh, country uh, worlds, uh, only slightly beaten out by the UK. Um, at least that was in Top Cut or like day two. Uh, I think overall Canada was second to the U.S., but our numbers, I think, speak for themselves that we deserve a, a little bit more in regards to events. Yeah, and I think, I think it's it's getting back there. There was a, a couple of years where uh, I guess attendance wasn't that great. Uh, I guess poor planning there. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, like I say, since we got the system open and the last nationals have been uh, much better. So, Yeah, our nationals had issues... Um, but that was in large part due to a last-minute yes. uh, announcement. So a lot of people couldn't show up because they were like, oh, I have less than a month to plan for this now. Yeah. Uh, less than a month to like make sure I get the time off of work and book, book a flight or hotels or whatever. And uh, It's a lot harder when you, you don't give warning. 
uh, which is the fear with the system open that they'll say like oh hey guys it's in it's in March go forth and have fun and it's safe it's February now but uh, yeah I'm, it's looking kind of like with the dates that they've listed like we're probably looking in towards the summer more yeah I, th- uh, I forget uh, what date or what month it was uh, last year the system opened I think nationals it was in was February, in February. In the system opened and nationals was in August August yeah so I'm going to have to be so patient for my Inferno cards. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what about the, the pricing for the system opening? I like, uh, I love the color scheme they picked for the, the whole yeah. TIE Fighter Squadron. The, the pricing is pretty awesome for the system open this time. And I, I like that there's, that there's like doing a lot with the uh, wall, like your prize, your prize table or whatever. So if you go to multiple, you can choose more stuff and, like you can choose you can pick and choose what you get and uh try and try and fill out your collection as you please rather than like oh another damage deck yeah that i don't need i'm not thrilled on their plastic generics though i mean i was totally all about like the plastic quick draw the plastic um was it uh, my plastic curry curry is beautiful and and this year there's a bunch of generics i don't know who is the person who ever chooses prize support i don't know if it's just like they put it in a random number generator and that whatever it spits out it spits out but please please stop making like high quality generics as like a premium prize please <laughs> i mean i think they're trying to more and more promote generics it's looking like i mean look well, at this points, the points change yeah the points change you're, with you're almost all the generics around. dropping down i'll be happy to yeah it's it's kind of fun now because now you can be like i am initiative four and i am an ace moi <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good a good shake up but like i say i think uh because of the points change they're encouraging generics by the looks of it so it's, i'm sure that's playing into that uh, decision yeah, there's already been some nasty scum lists that I've heard of. And scum is actually very nasty in hyperspace right now. That Fang Fighter, uh, those Initiative 1 Fang Fighters are very powerful. Fenrau still exists. And you, there's a few other different pieces. Uh, the M3A Interceptors interceptors are great. Yeah, they all drop points except for for Cirrus. Cirrus. That's yeah, <laughs> that's, very, that's a very strong... Uh, th- there's some very strong lists coming through for scum. Yeah, uh, mind you, also five X wings, yay! Yeah, five X wings is going to be a thing. And we ha- we just had a hyperspace uh, this past Saturday. I wasn't there, but I saw that uh, uh, an M3A swarm uh, with Sarasu uh, won the day. Uh, I think it was 12, pl- 12 players. So you know, it's uh, slowly floating to the top. I look forward to dragging every generic list through the rocks. Unless you're Trade Federation droids, in which case, I will try to dodge you. <laughs> or, t- or tie mining guild centers. I guess uh, it's only when they move. But uh, if if you tractor something onto a rock, is that moving? No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. I believe they negate being moved on to a rock. They can still. Sh- still not, they don't shoot. I'm happy with the tractor changes. That's a, yeah. Absolutely. Crazy responses. Um, although it it was kind of hard hitting, I mean, okay, I guess I could also say that it really doesn't mean anything right now because apparently we don't even have a snare in hyperspace for 
exists for the Nantex, so essentially no, they don't exist in uh, hyperspace at the moment, but uh, that was a tough hit. I mean, if we ever do get back to Extended and nothing's changed, we got to change the tractor and then an up on points. So... Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the hyperspace... Or, sorry, that the tractor... I think that the tractor change was good for dealing with the Nantex, but really hurts everybody else that used tractor. I mean, like like Cliff, um, he fly. He used to fly Poe and three A-Wings a lot, and he took it out on Saturday to the event, and he, he said, uh, I'm parking this, and unless tractor changes again... I don't think I'll ever put Tractor on Poe again because if you did use it, instead of being good for you, it just hurt you and took away from your damage output. Yeah, if you move a ship uh, left and right of, a, if, of your ship that's trying to like fire at it in that direction uh, and they turn 90 degrees, that's an awkward angle now to be responding to that ship. I mean, if you're not putting it on a rock, you are almost probably not moving it. Like, it has to be a really good reason to move it. Yep. And I know, like, when he was using it beforehand, he would he would do the movements, not necessarily, like, sometimes to get them on rocks, but a lot of times it's just like, hey, I'm going to put you just forward or sideways, and now my A-Wings have this, have this brilliant shot on you, and you're down a down a uh, agility and now it's like oh i've moved you my a-wings have a brilliant shot and you turn and you have a brilliant shot right back so less than good yeah and uh that one list i made uh uh like two weeks ago with uh, dengar it was um asajj uh, with the title and uh, the little quad jumper that could uh cloak uh just to go throw tractor tokens and uh, I saw there exactly, uh, you know, it was the first time trying it out. And I was playing against uh, Vader, uh, Triple Aces list. So Vader, Countess, and uh, I think Inquisitor. And uh, exactly, just I sent Vader on the rock, sure, but then he turns. So, like, and then he doesn't get to shoot, but the next round he's not on the rock again, where that's how what I sort of rely on getting some damage through on Vader is to him to go through rocks twice, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, no, it's uh, and I think it's it's it is a good change, uh, and they brought some uh, a lot of the prices down accordingly to those that use the ability. So uh, we'll see. I don't think uh, six or seven uh, quad uh, quad jumpers is really going to be a, a thing. No, Ooh, I don't know. That actually it, give it give it a shot and see. I I don't know what the points are like for those things, but that'd be still kind of scary for some stuff. Yeah, still a lot of beef. Right, still a lot of shots. Now, uh, what are you guys feeling about with with hyperspace now that, uh, like, with the swarms? A lot of the the swarm counters that were out there have kind of been nerfed, and the swarms did get a bit of a nerf in that there's no more seer, um, but you can still build out a uh, six or seven vulture and throw in like a hyena bomber or two. Uh, yeah, you can um, actually make an eight hyena bomber list too. Yes, which, you can. Which, I, which, I play, which I played against uh, uh, that same night. I had a, like a, a dash with, is uh, it Rourke? The one that puts you I-7, he was useless. Yep. Um, but he had brought the eight bombers, eight techno unions. And uh, I wasn't going to win no matter what I did, but... Uh, I, you know, we see, see the potential there. 
that uh, there's a lot of beef and well and, and beforehand you would have afterburners or maybe you were flying a sinker swarm with the republic or just the delta 7b's and all of those tricks are now gone Oh, yeah. um, I've got a, a swarm list that had has 32C, three discords, three vultures, and four hyenas in total. So for a seven-ship build, and they all have struts except for 32C, the list is uh, 10 and 1. <laughs> like, this, the swarms are just fine. They, they, they've, in fact, gotten better um, because... But, well, I'm saying the swarms are good, but, like, what do you feel about as far as balance generally in the game now that, like, what, what do you think can face those swarms right now? Oh, beef, uh, beef, like a rebel beef list would totally, like, uh, I think five X-Wings would just rip a, um, like, Trade Federation swarm apart, 100%. The thing with the swarm, as soon as you lose, like, two, two and a half, three ships, the efficiency just goes way down pretty quick. Uh, if if your opponent still has all his ships, obviously, so if they're able to kill one or two ships uh, before you even take a shot off, it, uh... And really, uh, you know, make the game. Yeah, X wings. I mean, th- those X wings with two agility still. Uh, if they engage at range three or two, or uh, specifically range two, actually, uh, all you have to do is have a little good dice variance, and then next thing you know, you got all your five X wings still, and you've taken out a, a ship or two. Yeah. And there's going to be the uh, seven fireballs is going to be a thing too. Um, with uh, you have, have room for for upgrades on there too, so. Do you be. think that seven fireballs will be a thing? I'll let you know. Because those <laughs> those ships, uh, they they kind of destroy themselves as they fly around. Uh, well, if if you slam, if you don't slam, uh, uh, you you don't you don't take that crit. Um, there's also a droid that can make you fix the crit, but there are you know twenty six points apiece. Mm-hmm. I you, think you slam to get behind someone. They also have a talent roll, so you know you do that uh, three bank, three talent roll, and you're at range one behind whatever's you're at. Sure, you might not have mods, but you know if you get two, two or three shots like that with three dice. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's gonna be solid. I've already faced against a Kaz, and he's great. He's very strong. I. Th- think he was a little heavily loaded in the game I played against him and my opponent felt the same way after doing a little testing but he's a solid, such a solid ship yeah with his ability too it's uh, like it's like a defender almost well, three, three, 3 attack 3 agility as long as you keep the damage cards down <laughs> must be yeah. a, a killer end game ship if he's uh, untouched yeah we, we switched up and through just outmaneuver on him because we found that he can ridiculously get out there and come around in different positions that you could just you can't really handle too much because they they're so fast so with that ship coming back around man ffg kudos to them for really nailing the theme on a lot of these things and i think the fireball will have a spot it's not a trash ship i don't know about seven of them but yeah, it really feels like a racer. It can just zoom right past you and then come back around. It's fast as all. And the, the dial is uh, like a white hard one. Not many uh, many ships have that. Like it's like the, the droids do. Yeah. So you fly, you fly this. You can fly it very similarly, and then you just have way more tools to get away or disengage and come back in. Uh, yeah, that dial is a god dial. That that the maneuvers on that thing are so good. 
yeah, I think we're going to see, uh, at least for, and you know what, I think we, they will uh, surface, they'll come out strong because a lot of people are going to play with them. Uh, but it's just going to be because so many people have them in their lists that they're going to pop up, uh, you know, in a few months' time. They'll probably uh, taper out and be replaced by whatever it is next. <laughs> I think they are probably one of the best things t- suited to respond to swarms, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. It's things that can slam. It, like really responding to swarms is taking those flanks and not getting shot, right? Slam you can and turn do, around, like yeah, right. So the... you strap. So Kaz for forty six points can slam and turn around and has outmaneuver with his forty six points. He will just he will just wreck. I mean, now saying that a lot of the um, generics like the swarms and stuff like that might he might be shooting at an initiative once. Still, he's down to die, whatever. But they are also down to die. So, like, and it's, it's I'd rather have more red dice, uh, the same red dice to green dice rather than a difference situation. So, I mean, you turn around on a vulture, uh, that vulture is going to have one green die most likely. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that, uh, it, I think that thing is going to be is super strong. I mean, not super strong, but it's definitely a decent ship. I would definitely still give it, like, an A tier. I wouldn't, uh, like, at least Kaz. I haven't really seen a lot of the other stuff, but Kaz for sure, uh, A tier. Uh, what do you think is going to come out with the uh, the Empire? They they lost Howl Runner. They lost Afterburners. <laughs> That's going to be a... Uh, oof. Strikers. We, we we had actually in the I saw in I should bring up the uh, list fortress of it. There was uh, two players that had uh, was it five or six strikers? Uh, like a swarm. Yeah, you could do six strikers. Yeah, and I think they were in the middle of the pack, or one of them made like the top five, top four. But uh, again, they're the what hurts them. Four hull to agility. Their dial, I guess. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You have to. Well, I mean, two agility on a four hull with no shields. They're just like, they want to be X wings, but they're not. Yeah, between the droids and the the X wings. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that really is the scale right there. It's like, do you want to be a three dice four hull? Do you want to be a two dice three hull? Or do you want to be uh, a three dice four hull two shield? But uh, you can only bring eight of these ones. Five, six of these ones, five of these ones, right? It's a, it's a scaling thing. It's the choosing, right? It's like, oh, then like, what even suits how you would like to fly, right? You want to go one forward to victory, okay? <laughs> do you want to land on rocks, okay? You want to be all squirrely and be able to do boosts and then maneuver and then put a barrel roll if you like. Sure, there's every, there's something for everyone right now in X Wing. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, one list that I actually have packed ready to go, I didn't try it out yet, was just a Decimator plus plus a TIE Swarm. Um, so it's sort of the, the, the Hammer and Anvil thing going there. Uh, back in first edition, it uh, worked okay for a little bit. So I don't know how, uh, how it would go in hyperspace. I think, that's, uh, I think that's a solid one, especially now that we have like Mornaki out there. Yeah. She's great, because you can... You can just keep the that reinforce going, and you can throw out whatever action to mod. 
Oh, that's, yeah, so reinforce one, then you just go flip back, forth, back, forth, yeah. Well, you can also reinforce the back on your first turn before you engage. Then look to engage on your second turn. So you flip the reinforce to the front, and then you take another reinforce action, and then everything that is shot at you will be reduced by two. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, because there's no limit because you're not taking the action again, and the each token represents a decrease of one damage. So, having Mordekey coming on in through to decrease every shot by two, I mean that could also be a really great response to lots of. There's a lot of different things, but I think that's still really good. So, did they gain any new crew? Uh, the Empire. Mm, yeah, no, I don't think we got any new crew. We got we lost a bunch of crew, and yeah. on top of that, we got a, a nice little point increase on Fifth Brother. <laughs> but it was necessary for nine points. He was always a steal. I'm happy that six, uh, Seven Sister is now sitting at that nine point value, contrary to him. Critical damage is just very powerful. Especially because the crit, I mean, the damage deck is so scary. Yeah, way less shields than before, too. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. But that was like one of the changes that they, re- that they did when they first procured 2.0 from 1.0 was eliminating a lot of the, a lot of the room before damage cards were being placed into hull. I think uh, whenever I do my next hyperspace event, I'll for sure fly Rebel. I, I, I haven't flown Rebel in a while, well, <laughs> competitively. And I was looking at Lando, and then I, I flew him. I think when I was at the Peterborough, the regional in Peterborough, I think I actually brought Lando at that at that uh, that event. Did I bring Lando? I think so. Lando and, was uh, so good. Yeah, like it's just uh, super coordinate, and we throw knee and numb on there, and you just. Double action, double, <laughs> double action every round. So it's uh, yeah. Well, you can throw K two S O out there as well as the crew, right? Soon. I mean, when yeah. he comes out, he comes and then out, yeah. next thing you know, you're throwing calculate, you're clearing stress, you're taking an action, and you're coordinating another action, essentially a pseudo coordinate, right? So you, I faced a Han, a Han and Lando list, both of them in the Falcon, obviously, and. They were trick shotted and had K2SO and were really helping each other out and it was pretty annoying. It was it was a very good list. <laughs> so uh, you you, uh, you Andrew you only fly, fly first order or do you dabble in uh, other factions? I fly all the ant- antagonists. So I have uh, Sis. I I mean, I have everything, but I fly Sis, I fly First Order, and I fly Imperial. However, First Order is my one true love. <laughs> so you, I you're, did, you're obviously, that. fly that at Worlds. Had some success with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I... Nice trays, the, the, the template tray, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, did get the template tray. Uh, Canada, bringing back both First Order template trays, also bringing back the Republic template tray, if I recall, and the Resistance template tray? Is that... Uh, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong? Canada, uh... We brought a Republic one, and then both First Order. And didn't Kaylin Wong know. bring back the Resistance? Uh, I'm not sure or not. if he was top on day one or two. Okay, but I, n- I know at least guaranteed we got Republic and two First Order, so that's 
golden for Canada, so... Mm-hmm. It's almost like we deserve more events. Oh, we brought it right back around. <laughs> I guess you're eager for uh, Von Reich to come out. Uh... Uh, very much so. I have three of them on order currently. I think another another week and a half or two weeks, I guess. I cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on, just just let me open you, let me play with you. Sounds weird, but. It's fine because it's miniature spaceships. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that I don't cuddle them when I go to sleep. I'm not saying that I do. I, I whisper sweet nothings in Kylo Ren's ears. My tie sounds there. You will not get shot. No, you won't. No, you will. you need to live because you're worth so many points. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm the organizer for the, the league here, and I think what I'm going to do, uh, we're starting the next season in February sometime. I think I'll put it about in a bounty uh, before the season starts for killing Major Von Reg. Uh, gets you a you know a bonus ranking point or something like that. Whoa, <laughs> that that's 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 rude. I don't think I approve of that whatsoever. I think I will specifically go out there and just fly Von Reg all day long and watch him not die. That ship is very survivable for the uh, for the record. I've already. Te- uh, done a little bit of uh, playing around with him on Tabletop Simulator. He is good. He, he is very good. He never gets stressed. And he just is always moving. He's very fast. Yeah, it's fast. Yeah, look at that dial. And is it better or similar to an interceptor dial? It's better than... Uh, I, I would say that it's better than uh, an Imperial, an Empire interceptor. Um, however, the movement is a little bit restrictive, just because you do have to remember that you have to boot. If you're going to double reposition, you have to boost and barrel roll, and you also have to expect that when you double reposition, you will not have tokens. Yeah. So you won't have any modifiers. So unlike Suntir, who can double reposition and still grab himself a focus, you don't have that opportunity, mind you. You are also doing lots of crazy other stuff, right? You're you're dropping out depletes and, and strains on people. You can take, you know, when the moment comes around for it, you can take target lock. You can target lock focus in one round without it being stressed. So that in itself is very powerful. So, the last topic to talk about is uh, they have they have already spoiled wave seven. Or at least part of Wave 7. So we now know that in Wave 7, we are going to be getting... uh, uh, We're going to be getting the Lat gunship. We're going to be getting the... uh, Looking at the name right now. The Zai class. The Zai class. (laughs) Z-class. Light shuttle for the First Order. And we're going to be getting the droid gunships, the HMP droid gunship. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Let's start with our guest, Jean-Marc. Yes, that uh, droid gunship. So I finally, uh, I've only watched uh, the last season of Clone Wars, I think it was last week or the week before. So I think it's the first time you see that ship in there. And uh, I'm looking forward to that one for sure. The uh, the droid gunship. Um Purely going on the model here. I don't know what the stats are going to be. We don't know much uh, 
on the main, do we? It will be able uh, to strafe. So they have what's that? We, they have the two hundred or the one eighty degree two die front arc with one agility, five hull, three shield. Um, I I don't know if you can read what the uh, card says there for the oh ship ability, but the uh, the configuration card uh, they're showing one side repulsor lift stabilizer and it says set up uh, face this or start this card face up this or this side face up and then that side says your straight maneuvers uh, lower the difficulty and then after you fully execute a maneuver you can flip the flip the card so their their dial has uh, one straights blue one banks red two straights and two turns are blue two banks are white three straights three turns white three banks red and the four straight the five straight and then the zero stop are all red oh good old droid chips just being a smorgasbord of different uh maneuvers (laughs) it's kind of it's kind of like the uh the hyena droid dial i think but a little bit worse did you read? Can you read the ship ability on there? Because I do know what it is. I don't have to strain because I know it off by heart right now. If you know it off by heart, go for it because I don't know. Oh, it. okay, perfect. So its ability is that uh, you may not re- spend target locks to re-roll dice. However, if you have a target lock on, or sorry, if there is your target lock or a friendly target lock on a target that you're trying to attack, you may re-roll one red dice for every target lock on that uh on the defender so if your friendlies have target locks you can re-roll as many target locks there are with yourself and as well as your friendlies Hmm. very strong yeah that uh, could be great very strong a couple of those or uh... it's it's like uh, FCS but the more locks on there friendly locks on that ship the more FCS well, I guess cards you might you have. see more play with the uh, the dark uh, probe droids. Too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That. Like I will get all my rerolls, and I will also get my calculates. And thing is, calculate. Yeah, reload, reload to reload. Calculate is nice too because you can have that lock. Uh, oh, I didn't catch that. It has a reload to calculate. Yeah, reload to a red calculate. Wow, yeah. that is strong. Which is nasty. That is super nasty. Yeah. And I don't know, like, it will be able to strafe. We haven't had it spoiled yet, but it will be able to move left and right. In a funky Maybe. way. It won't be just, like, barrel okay. rolls. Just barrel rolls? Okay. Yeah, it, it will not be just barrel rolls. It will be something other than that, I would imagine. Huh. Um, so we do see that there's some kind of new bomb and some kind of new cannon, I believe, on there, too. And the cannon is a full front arc, three die, range two to three. Yeah. I wonder if that's like. I wonder if we'll get like flechettes ever again. Yeah. I don't know. Multi multi missile pods here. Oh, that's. Uh, charge vendor Yeah, this is sort uh, of like the. Uh, is it barrage rockets? I guess. Yeah, it's it's very much like barrage rockets. It's got Actually, the same flavor. But that uh, it's a one eighty degree firing arc and. Can also equip this on some other ships too, not just uh, this one. So right. It'll, it'll give. Uh, is it the Tie Bombers? Are not Tie Bombers, but. Uh, uh, yeah, the Tie Bombers have the double. Yeah. 
they uh, they usually bring the barrage rockets, but they could bring these instead. Um, which th it's not, I don't think, quite as strong as the barrage rockets. But at the same time, the, having that one eighty degree arc could, is really really nice, especially on low level ships. Like you just can kind of put them out yeah. there. Oh, wait, I know it depends what they cost. Because if you have a swarm, if you get that bullseye, you can get four days. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's going to be some pretty crazy stuff. I'm also really interested in the fact that it looks like we're also going to get another tactical relay on it. Or, sorry, another solitary? Tac, tac relay. Is oh, the, okay. Yeah, solitary is just a, a style of card. <coughs> and solitary means you can't take another type of that card in your list. So if you have a tac relay right now, that's the only cards that have solitary. You can't bring a tac, a different tac relay on a different ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then um, that's that's going to be pretty sick. Uh, I, I to have a tac relay on a ship that's five hull three shield. You know, maybe who knows how everything about it, but the with some of these abilities and everything all together, like I'm super excited for this ship as well. I get the model looks beautiful too, and it's a small base. Yeah, that's what I uh, I got. Yeah, to. small base surprised me. I thought these ships were uh, a little bit bigger than that. I thought they were closer to the uh, the like I thought they'd be a medium. I thought they were closer to the last. Uh, I, someone on Facebook uh, mentioned the same thing, and then I, I looked it up, and uh, the size, according to Wikipedia or whatever, of this is uh, actually just a little smaller than a Y wing. Uh, end oh. to end. yeah. That makes sense. Then, and I was thinking about it more when I saw the the different show and stuff like that. You see them being like a regular size as a another fighter right it's like a, a one-man fighter kind of deal so and i wonder if they're gonna have a crew slot or something like that because uh, they, in the the show uh clone wars area it is a troop, troop carrier more than anything so uh, it drops off a bunch of uh, the heavy droids Oh yeah, it drops off those droids and then it like does like good suppressing fire. Yeah, I'm not too sure. We, interesting though, we do have a uh, we don't have any turnaround maneuvers on that dial, so I guess that it's going to no. have to really rely on whatever strafing ability it has. I mean, the Wookiees didn't have turnarounds either with their 180 degree arc, but I mean, you have a two you have a two turn blue with a 180 degree arc. That's uh, that's pretty two good still. A, a barrel roll, yeah. This thing can go, it, I mean, it starts off, I mean, with its configuration here, you can do a five straight white with these things still. So yeah. pretty dangerous considering the fact that it's got that 180 arc. Now, the Republic is also getting 180 degrees of firing, but they're just coming in the form of a two-die bowtie turret, which was kind of surprising to me and semi-disappointing, I gotta say. Yeah, I thought it was going to hit a little harder than that. I was thinking, like, maybe I th a two-die at the side and a three-die at the front or something. Yeah, I thought... Or, like, I thought maybe um, have a have a movable arc like the, uh, the Geonosian ship where, like, it can't face backwards, but if it's in the front, it would boost the front power, kind of like the the tie uh the special forces tie because when you watch these ships they can shoot their laser beams out the side as they're shooting at the front or they can focus all firepower on one thing type of deal yeah it will have um, uh, i guess it uh, missile slot so that that will be on the front yep that'll help you so you'll have like the k-wing where you have you have mostly like 
almost what is that a 270 degrees of firing um we are seeing a bunch of uh new or a few new jedi coming with this um and do you know what the ship ability is says on here Andrew? Um, let me no. take a look here uh yep uh let's see uh, while a friendly ship performs a turret attack, if the defender is in your uh, bow tie, uh, you may spend one charge. If you do, the oh oh the attacker. Oh, I'm losing it. <laughs> I'm losing it because it gets so blurry. It's only uh, the the attacker something up to one. Nope. I lost it. I don't. I don't. Is it like the attacker re- gets to reroll up to the, uh, two die or something I, like I that? I think it's. I think yeah. He can reroll up to two attack dice. That's it. So that that could be really good. Yeah, they're all like mini uh, seekers or sinkers. Sorry, and they yeah. regen one charge a turn. It looks, and they have two charges. So this is a really good support ship. Um. Yeah, and so it's got the, the two die bow tie, one agility, eight hull, two shields, and two charges re- where it regens one charge per turn. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Also, we're getting they're getting something in there, some sort of upgrade that allows you to reload to white reload to red focus. So that- um, something company. So it's got to be a, a like either a gunner or a crew. Mm-hmm. Slot, and then they also we are getting Kit Fisto, which is cool. I'm excited for Kit Fisto, and a Plo Clune crew. I would not be surprised if we also see a like an a com, an, an Obi Wan Kenobi, like Commander Obi Wan Kenobi, as uh, as well as uh, Yoda in this pack. Yeah, I heard there'd be a Yoda. I don't know if I may I dreamt that up or not, but uh, I, I eventually it's a perfect spot for it for it's a good preliminary for yoda to be like a, a crew and before we eventually get a yoda uh pilot i believe at some point we will get a yoda pilot that'll be if i think if we see a yoda pilot it'll be in the eta2 because that's what yeah. he flew in the clone yeah, wars show the little ship there yeah he flew a miniaturized version of the eta2 mm-hmm. that the last ship that's been spoiled for wave seven is the uh, the Xi class light shuttle. It's for the first order, and it's a yeah, it's another shuttle, but it's a medium base this time instead of the large base of the Epsilons, and it's not the big gun. It's only a two two uh, two die front arc, two agility, five hull, and two shields. What is that zero initiative thing? It has no attack. Also, look at that zero yeah. initiative, no that attack. Must be some sort of probe, right? Um, maybe, or we could be seeing that this ship, that that version of the ship, only just is a shuttle because it also goes up in agility. So, we it might be just a zero agility version. Uh, sorry, three agility version, no no attack of the of the shuttle to keep it really bare bones for price to specifically only carry uh, some sort of troop or some sort of commander or crew, whatever you want to call them, right? Uh, we also see that, at least in the uh, Initiative 2 pilot that's, that's there, the uh, First Order Courier, I believe. It has a white focus, red red lock, red uh, coordinate, and white 
jam. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this ship. It's just, it seems so different that I'm sure it will have some sort of place within everything. Now, we are seeing that they've got the rig cargo chute coming in here. So that says that this ship, at least one of the versions, will be able to use... Uh, uh, illicit. uh, Illicits. And then we're seeing two new tokens on this one that look to be some kind of sensors. Yeah, uh, I have no clue about those things. Um, But I could also foresee that we probably get TJ as one of the... What's his name, actually, in the thing? Like, his actual name? I don't. I don't remember his name in the in the last yeah, show. I, I could foresee that we probably get TJ in some form uh, for these things. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited because it's a medium-based ship that can carry crew. And it looks like we'll be able to bring in our, like, General Hux or Snoke or something like that in, like, a, tr- a cheaper way than having a whole Upsilon, which means that we might have room for, you know, maybe like four SFs with Hux, which would be pretty incredible. Um, now we are uh, also seeing in the uh, droid gunship that they have two new tokens, and I think those are probably going along with uh, the, the new bombs that are there. Yeah, that would make sense. So uh, that'll be interesting to see more about more about this stuff when it all comes out. It's a missile that takes out 150% of your list. <laughs> or was it 50%? How is it going, Epic? A third? A third. <laughs> a third. You wow. know, the missile, Jared. The missile in the, the, with the scenario that has the missiles where you're like, ah, it kills like... Oh, that it, it, it deals, dish, dishes out crits that you yeah. can't avoid? Yeah, that'll be that one. It'll just destroy everything. It's like, just, just take yeah. three crits. All right, three crits. That's the missile that takes three crits if you blow it up. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. There's not a lot of attack dice coming from these ships, but they have uh, they each have something slightly unique, and I think it'll be cool to uh, to see what these bring in Wave Seven, which we're told Wave Seven in the bottom of this uh, will come in the second quarter of 2020, which makes me question their them saying there'll be four releases outside of wave six in 2020 because um, they had the devs had said that in 2020 we have wave six and four others so we'd get seven eight nine ten but uh we'll we'll see we'll see what happens this, means, this would be like a, that would have to almost be like an april release eh? so second quarter yeah is april through uh april through june so if we get it early april then maybe yeah but we will see what they give us. Sweet. Well, I can't wait. I'm already having a hard time waiting for Von Rick. So. Anything else? I think that's it on my uh, uh, from what I'm thinking about. It's nice to talk to you again, Jean-Marc. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm happy now to put the name to uh, the voice. Uh, I mean, it's one to put the name to the, the face, but now put the, the... I'm having to, like, connect you in also lots of different ways. That's <laughs> good, good. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you guys uh, were trying to get a uh, Prime here uh, in Ottawa. Uh, we were asked for early May. We were waiting to hear back from FFG, uh, but it's uh, looking pretty good because the store uh, was... Uh, they're saying that they're trying hard to get it here, so 
Uh, if you if we get one, we'll uh, hopefully you guys can make it out. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. We also are looking to get a prime out this way as well. So I know tons of people are applying. So we'll see, we'll see what we actually can get. So, but yeah, I wish you guys all the luck. So, guys, any closing thoughts or shoutouts, Jean-Marc? Um, I guess shout out to uh, everybody back uh, here in Ottawa. Everybody plays in the Python Smugglers League. Uh, shout out to you guys. I, I do listen to your podcast regularly. Uh, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, in my morning and evening commutes uh, to and from work. Um, again, shout out to also uh, all the guys in the BTL in Toronto that uh, I keep in touch with, and the guys in Montreal, uh, Bruno uh, in Montreal, that uh, I am part of their Facebook group, and I'm also uh, their only uh, Patreon in Ontario. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it. Shout out to my wife, let me play uh, events once in a while. Go Jean Marc's uh, wife. <laughs> and how about for you? How about for you, Andrew? Uh, shout out to uh, Brew Wizards Board Game Cafe in Oshawa and Critical Hit Gaming Lounge out in Curtis. Thank you for always keeping our doors, uh, you guys' doors open, so we can um, play with our plastic spaceships. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us once again. If you would like to get a hold of us, please feel free to reach out over Instagram or Facebook. We are also on Discord, and we'll leave a link in the description. And we can be reached by email at nattiespodcast at gmail.com. My name is Jared Grunewagen, and until next time, keep your ship on the mat. We're rooting for you. And as always, just roll natties. Natties.